0: Hello, and welcome to the EMG Gold podcast. I'm Spencer Gore, and today I'm joined by wonderful guest, Ollie Rundgren. Hi, Ollie. Uh, hello. Good, uh, good to have you with us today. So we're going to be talking um, about a really different and fascinating subject today. So just to give you a bit of background, uh, Ollie is the CEO of uh, Scion Games. Uh, he's the winner of this year's i4Farmer's Best Health Startup Competition. So uh, with an educational background in the sciences, Olly's combined his passion for psychology and his expertise in game theory to create a company whose goal is to use the power of games to improve health outcomes. Um, so a fascinating subject. So uh, how are you today, Ollie?
1: I'm doing uh, very well uh, despite of the uh, corona situation, but
0: everything is good. Great stuff, great stuff. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to hearing some of these uh, uh, topics of conversation today because it's a fascinating area. But could you start off by telling us a little bit about your experiences as a poker player, and and how you think that might link into your fascination with um, the, the power of games and human behaviour?
1: Yeah, yes. Yeah. So so uh, short short backstory. So I have always been been in. Uh, love with games. So I started to play chess uh, at, at quite a uh, young age and then at the age of 20 or something I uh, found, found two online poker tables and I went to high stakes games quite fast and uh, I kind of uh, enjoyed the thrill and the strategic elements and, and so on and then I kind of saw in during the two years, uh, I saw also the kind of dark side of games so games are extremely; uh, they can be extremely addictive, uh, and they can really engage you to the uh, to the process. And uh, and you can use the power of games for good and bad. And and uh, my mom actually uh, nagged me for two years that I should uh, I should do something with my life. Where do you want to be when you are fifty? And uh, eventually I made a compromise and I I went to university to study uh, sciences, so chemistry, physics, cell and molecular biology. Uh, I made my bachelor's thesis about medical treatment of gambling addiction. Uh, So I really wanted to understand the the psychology of games, physiology uh, of games. And so on. And I was about to continue to hormonal hormonal analysis of ga- gamers. So how intensive game sessions change your uh, hormonal levels, like stress hormones, adrenaline, noradrenaline, cortisol, and so on. And uh, eventually, I made my bad, uh, master's about how to make impact with games. And uh, I, I co-founded first company uh, ten years ago. And we build algorithms to prevent impulsive gambling. And uh, then I started playing games. And uh, the mission is to make games for a healthier living. So that's kind of like a yeah uh, short short explanation.
0: No, I, I yeah I I find it absolutely fascinating how the brain works. I was I I was doing a podcast last week with. Um, uh, a guy from the US a billionaire from the US and and he was he was saying at 25 he was a drug addict he was addicted to drugs and uh you know he, he then transformed his life and he's he's early 60s now and he he's built this nearly 2 billion pound portfolio of businesses and I, you know I, I the question i asked him is you know do do you think people always have that addictive mind or mindset but it's just whether you can use it for good or bad. And, you know, sometimes you use it for bad, but if you can if you can get that um, understanding of it, you can start using for, using it for the good thing. So I'd, I'd be interested to know how do, how you apply your knowledge and understanding of the human mind um, to, to educate and encourage good health practices and, in, and improve the health outcomes.
1: Uh, yeah, so really good, like, uh, uh, good question. So I think that the addiction and passion you know they're actually very, very close to each other. Yeah. So if you have a tendency to like build passion towards something, it's you are very close to the edge of building addiction to something. And uh, it, so in that that way, it, it's a very natural part of the our, our, our psychology. And uh, well, games, uh, poker table thought about risk, risk and reward, uh, strategy, fears, motivation. But I think that like two most important aspects are the uh, habits and learning. so so games have like great power to uh, teach you something and build habit loops. For example, uh, if you want to be learning to drive a bicycle and then you have to be building the habit loop around that. Yeah. so 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 basically, first you learn and then, uh, you build the habit loop and after you after you have been building the habit loop you don 't actually have to make decisions anymore so when yeah. you're driving uh, yeah. you don 't make a decision about the driving anymore it 's automatic behavior
0: yeah. That's, that's that, th- that feeling when, when you're driving along the motorway and all of a sudden you're, you've done about 10 miles. And you're, I don't even remember how I got here. It's just a habit. Yes, and yes, so, yeah, yes. Exactly. Okay, that's, that's brilliant. So, so you, you're using that mindset, you know, the way the brain works with your new game Antidote, um, and it's, it's been endorsed by the World Health Organization. So how, how, did, how did that collaboration come about? Um, and tell, tell us a bit more about that and, and the game itself. Uh, yes. So,
1: so I start started telling a little bit about the game. Uh, So we actually got the inspiration for game uh, from uh, uh, animation series from the 90s. It was a French doctor called Albert Barille who made this once upon a time live animation series where uh, it's about the human immune system. You you know, you have these funny characters as white cells and so on. And then you learn how, how, how different functions in the human body are working. And I loved that animation series when I was younger, and, and we thought that, okay, we want to uh, they take this uh, to the next level. And uh, because we understood that games are like an extremely powerful way to engage people. So we thought that, okay, uh, as a, like a starting point, we modeled the game about the, uh, about the basics of immune system. So player is controlling the, uh, the white cells, T cells, B cells and so on against uh, bacteria, viruses and, uh, and, and, and and toxins. And by playing the game, learning about the basics of immune system and then also about how vaccines are part of the uh, acquired immune system. So so uh, we get the inspiration uh, from there. and. Uh, if I go a little bit uh, back to the why games are uh, so powerful, yeah. uh, it's related on the on the basic psychology uh, of habit loops and learning. So if you think about that, the basic habit loop uh, it goes so that you have cue about something. So cue can be, for example, headache, uh, or it can be a you smell a donuts and then you get the craving Uh, you want to feel good so you go and buy a donut or you take a painkiller and then you get the uh, response so you go actually and uh, take the painkiller and then the reward so you feel good so cue craving response and reward so games are built around this uh, habit loop so games always have uh, first they have challenge and in the challenge, you face new information. And uh, then you have two, which is a tutorial. So step-by-step step training on how you can actually beat that challenge. Yeah. Uh, the third part is you play, so you basically apply the knowledge. And the fourth part is reward, so you gain new features. And uh, what makes games so, uh, so powerful is that Games are repetitive and uh, games are interactive. Uh, so games can always give you the challenge that can match with your skill level. So that's why you have different levels. If you yeah. beat the first level, you go to the second level, which is a little bit more difficult than the first level. And then you go to the thir- third level and so on. And uh, so games always keep you in the flow chat uh, flow, uh, flow, um, uh channel, which means that your your skills apply with with, with the challenge. And uh, nowadays games, when they are digital devices, you can actually uh, track all the interaction between the device and the player. So you can make it, you can kind of measure and optimize this habit loop. And uh, so like all games learn in this way, like entertainment games, and that's why games are becoming so popular. Uh, what we do is that we obviously the f- new information that player is facing that's somehow related on the health information that we want to deliver to the player or the habit that player is developing that's also related on somehow a habit that we want to uh, the player to be developing and that's o- that's obviously related on the needs that the that that uh, uh, healthcare uh, industry or uh, pharma company have what are their needs that they want to be guiding the player uh, towards
0: yeah and, and and just just tell us a little bit about getting the endorsement from from the world health organization that must be a quite quite something
1: yeah yeah it, 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 that was uh that was a great thing so it it was uh, over two years ago when we had been building this uh uh, game, then, then uh, World Health Organization always started, like the biggest uh, uh, biggest name that's giving uh, health recommendations. Yeah. So they wrote an um, article about the kind of uh, uh, methods of the future and uh, uh, they uh, uh, featured a few of the different like uh, methods and we were one of those. Uh, those. So it was really encouraging uh, for us that we are going to the right direction.
0: Yeah, fantastic. So, so, so tell us, you know, in what conditions or therapeutic areas um, do, you, do you think these games are going to have the most positive impact? Uh,
1: so we started uh, for the last two years, we have uh, been building pilots uh, in the vaccine therapeutic area. So yeah. we wanted to basically uh, have the proof of concept with one therapeutic area first and then apply, uh, scale that concept, but also apply that knowledge to other therapeutic areas. Uh, so we have been working in uh, CNS uh, in diabetes uh, we have been looking for oncology respiratory uh, yeah. immuno- immunoinflammation. Uh, but generally we say that like all the areas where the, there is a need for to improve disease awareness uh, shorten time to diagnosis uh, inc- increase treatment efficiency it can be related to compliance or adherence uh, so so uh, th- those are the kind of the uh, things where we are focusing uh, focusing to improve with games.
0: Fantastic! So it's a ride across the board. That's brilliant. Uh, talking about the the gaming market, uh, you know, worldwide it's a huge audience, and and, and likewise healthcare market is, is enormous as well. So I imagine there's, there's great potential for for the data collection here as well. So um, how much um, how much data can you collect, and how how useful is that to the pharma industry to improve their service and their, their deliverables?
1: Yeah. So so that that's a good question, and it's maybe the kind of the most interesting. Uh, piece of uh, this puzzle, so so uh, it might be a little bit uh, surprising for the uh, for the audience that game industry is actually actually one of the most uh, data collecting industries, and the reason is that uh, that like I mentioned that all the interaction between the uh, player and the device can be collected, and that information is uh, to use to optimize. The, 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 the game performance. It's used for, uh, to uh, improve user experience, uh, create feedback loops or habit loops, uh, increase retention, uh, increase social sharing, in-game design, uh, meaningful marketing messages, community behavior. So, so there's, we are now between the uh, pharmaceutical industry, data needs, and the uh, game industry. So we are trying to use the best practices uh, but uh, where it could be used is basically, uh, well, usage of the medication, uh, increasing compliance, adherence, uh, reminding people to take their medication uh, yeah. and so on, shortening time to di- diagnosis, we can op- be um, optimizing that as well by collecting data, uh, even shortening uh, drug development time. But, uh, but. Uh, Obviously, it takes long time to uh, uh, find all the relevant data points, and that's that's why we need uh, we partners, uh, we need pilots, so that we can actually uh, uh, we can validate the hypothesis around uh, uh, different different therapeutic areas.
0: Yeah, and 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 taking that right up to the current. Uh, environment we're in at the moment can you tell us about your goals for the new uh, coronavirus campaign and how the corona game works
1: yeah sure so so we are basically applying the same uh, same methods that we had in finland in the hepatitis awareness pilot so we had the pilot together with the glaxosmith line here in finland Uh, the focus was on hepatitis awareness and uh, we always have four pillars so right. the first one is awareness. So basically we have these kind of animation videos which are related on the disease, uh, disease uh, awareness. We, have the, uh, we had the hepatitis uh, uh, in the animation videos and now we're going to have coronavirus there. And uh, there we direct people to the gameplay. So and in the game game we are going to use antidote platform. So basically, we have now built the you know the kind of a world about different cells of immune system. So we can easily bring to the world new new virus uh, and a new virus who is fighting against the immune system. So in the game, we then give the basic uh, information about uh, basic disease information about the virus and so on, and, and, and bring also the kind of updated information about the vaccine, which is being developed and so on. Uh, and uh, the, the the third part is obviously that we are looking for behavior change. So uh, uh, one of the one of the key, go- key go- goal of the campaign is to uh, focus also on pre- pre- preventative actions. So yeah. basically washing your hands uh, and so on. So we take the uh, World Health Organization recommendations and we use those uh, uh, preventative actions. And for example, in the animation video, we have the videos about the funny animation characters uh, washing their hands. And, and by doing that, you can get rid of the uh, corona. And if you want to uh, beat the corona in the game and learn more, then you can go and download the game. So that, so uh, that's kind of the idea of the campaign and uh, yeah. and, uh, and game. And always and the fourth part is that we collect data from all of these sources so that we can optimize the awareness, we can optimize the gameplay, and then we can measure some kind of behavior, behavioral change.
0: Yeah, I like that. Brilliant. Um, and and just finally, you were crowned as the winner of the Health uh, Startup 2020 at, at this year's uh, virtual I4 Pharma event. Um, so, so looking forward, what kind of uh, companies would you like to be partnering with in the future?
1: Yeah, so, so companies who are improve, trying to improve their disease awareness. That's one yeah. very clear like uh, uh, segment. Then Companies who are trying to shorten time to diagnosis uh, and increase treatment efficiency, compliance, adherence, and so on. So uh, companies who are looking to improve those areas, uh, that's kind of a very, very, very clear match.
0: Brilliant. Well, it, it's been wonderful for uh, for us to have you with us today, Oli. Thank you very much. It's, it's fascinating to hear how um, a medium like video games can be used to create positive habits and even change um, health outcomes for the better. Um, If people do want to hear more about what you do, um, I guess they can look at your website. They can connect on LinkedIn. Uh, I'm afraid that's all we have got time for today. So thanks again for joining me, Oli. And thank you to our listeners for joining us. Take care.
1: Thank you very much.